Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. How many times can you have a once-in-a-lifetime experience? Here in New Orleans, it seems to happen eh, every few years. This time it was Isaac, a little Category 1 storm that wasn't going to do anything to anybody. Most New Orleanians make more preparations for a Halloween party than we did for this storm. Isaac didn't turn out to be quite as much fun as Halloween, and for many of us, the aftermath of Hurricane Isaac was anything but painless. But the literal powerlessness of it and the battering and hardship that comes from living on the brink of annual annihilation breeds a special kind of camaraderie among those that choose to live here. And it's bred a bunch of fascinating businesses founded by exceptional people who are inspired and fired up by the spirit of the city. Robert Fogarty started taking photo portraits of people expressing their reaction to Hurricane Katrina in magic marker messages on their hands, their arms, their faces, what began as a photographic love note to New Orleans called Dear New Orleans has now grown into Dear World. Robert has photographed the fighting pride in thousands of other people, including the survivors of the disasters in Japan, Haiti, and Joplin, Missouri. Robert Fogarty is also the founder of Evacuateer.org, a unique organization of volunteers dedicated to evacuating New Orleanians. Robert, thanks so much for joining me on our post-hurricane uh, Isaac lunch. Thanks for having me, Peter. A more traditional place uh, to write our feelings of hope and defiance is on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt, which is where Blake Haney comes in. Uh, Blake founded Dirty Coast with a simple post-Katrina evacuation slogan, be a New Orleanian wherever you are. He started off with 5,000 stickers and now has given away 2 million of them. Uh, Blake has also designed and printed over 80 NOLA-centric t-shirts, including the most recent Hurricane Isaac power outage comment, New Orleans is so hot right now. Uh, that iconic yat with the Y and the at symbol and Surf Grand Isle Silt is better than sand. I've always loved that one. Bla Blake is the co-owner of Canary Collective, a marketing and branding company whose clients range from Emerald to the NOLA Motors racetrack. Uh, Blake, uh, welcome to our post-Isaac lunch. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, Pike Marketing was also inspired by evacuation during Hurricane Katrina, specifically by the numbers of people shooting sensational disaster video on their phones and giving it away for free to the national news media. Uh, I always love those when you watch the Weather Channel. It's like, send us your videos. Now, don't get hurt doing it. And uh, like, <laughs> how is that going to happen? Uh, Pike figured uh, if people who shot the video had a way to sell it and media outlets had a place to buy it, it would be a win-win for everyone. So he created Video.com, a sort of eBay meets YouTube. Seven years and many disasters later, Video.com is still going and growing in many different directions. Pike, uh, we've talked about Video.com uh, before. You've been a friend of the show. Welcome back to this uh, Out to Lunch edition. Oh, it's great to be back. We put this special edition of Out to Lunch together because, uh, um, you know, I don't want to talk about all the 
difficulties we had with the utilities and all that. We can leave that to talk radio. But I want to talk about what good can come out of a struggle against the unique madness that is a life in New Orleans during these chaotic periods. Uh, Robert and Blake, you both created artistic responses to the madness. Robert, your art is poetic. Uh, Blake, yours is, I guess we use the word acerbic. Um, why do you think you chose these particular avenues? Are there reflections of your personalities? You want to start? No. All you right. Go. Uh, <laughs> when Katrina happened and uh, we had the federal levy failure, basically you find your, I found myself essentially starting uh, a, a brand, a, a company that was perfect for exactly what everyone needed. And I, I mean, I look back at it now and it, it's like, wow, that was genius for me to start this t-shirt company and call it Dirty Coast. And, but it had, that had nothing to do with genius. That just had to do with me happening to buy that domain name because it made sense. And, and then having a t-shirt company where I basically could put anything on the shirt that could possibly make fun of or comment upon our culture within Louisiana and New Orleans. And over time, the brand evolved and we realized that if we design things that are a few levels deep that only you would really understand if you're from here, one, people would wear it as pride, but also it would, it would basically, because a t-shirt really is a billboard, it would basically spawn on conversations with people who are like, you know, what is that? And what doesn't make any sense to me, you know, West Bank faux life. Like, what does that mean? How does that make any sense whatsoever? If you're not from New Orleans or know anything about the West Bank or our culture, you, would, you then, this whole conversation gets started. People are like, what do I mean? Are you, you know, are you talking bad about the city or what, whatnot? And I was like, well, you know, everywhere else, you know, you have all this, uh, all these expansions of, of, thanks. You have, you know, all these folks tearing down their, tearing down their cities, tearing down their historic, historic buildings, neighborhoods, going out to the suburbs. And now everyone's starting to realize that they should go back to the city and they should have walkable neighborhoods and they need you know, local culture and all these things that basically we've had since the beginning sure. of New Orleans. Every other city is now realizing they need to you know, invest in and try to build up. They want to basically find a way to create authenticity and we've had it all along. So we got as, as my friend says, he goes, you know, every time we have a hurricane or, or a storm or whatnot, or a bad mayor, it's just, <laughs> it's part of, you know, it's basically just a, it's like a tax for living in the best city in the world, in the country. I was about to say world, but I went to Paris last year and I was like, huh, Paris. All right. Um, they need some t-shirts. There's a, now, what about yourselves? Uh, you, uh, is it part of your personality? You're in, innately a do-gooder or uh, more of an entrepreneur? How do you even view yourself? I lucked into my peer group being entrepreneurs and not you know, artists. Uh, that's really helped me kind of, you know, view both of these projects in a way that can make them sustainable and kind of... Um, well, Rob, think about it. It's just two, we'll break the two businesses in half. The, um, the vacuteer.org, you've been able to get some funding for that, I guess. So. Yeah, so vacuteer.org is a, that's a charity. It's a nonprofit. Uh, it's my volunteer job. Evacuating yeah. for profit. That would be a very bad Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I that. mean, that's, that's, <laughs> your, that's your tried and true traditional NGO charity model, right? You're creating a value and a service that probably doesn't have a market for it, but you have to do it, right? So, uh, I mean, our chief, our chief funding from that is the city of New Orleans, uh, but of course I'm not a staffer on that. I'm just the board president. And uh, uh, Dear World is a for-profit photography business. Uh, you know, clients say, wow, your work is really great. And I say, uh, this is how much it costs to, to have it. And what that does is create a revenue stream for me uh, in which that I've just committed uh, from more of a journalistic standpoint. I was a journalism major to do things that uh, 
perhaps don't have a funding source, but they need to be done, right? So, um, and it, projects, projects that really like, like uh, uh, become the stories that I tell in convention halls and on universities around the country. So, Robert, you do a lot of speaking about what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, I'm like a poor man's Tony Robbins now, oh. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a great way to market yourself. That, that is, now, on the evacuateer.org, and I remember we spoke yeah. earlier, there's, uh, there's outposts, there's like signs where people know where to go. How does that work? Yeah, so, well, this, you know, in 2005, uh, the city did not have an evacuation plan for people who don't own cars, which is a substantial amount of people who live in New Orleans. So, uh, in 2006, of course, the city, in preparation for that hurricane season, created a, a public option. Uh, free and open to anyone uh, who doesn't have a car or may, may not have access to a reliable car uh, to, to, to leave the city if they ever had to. So it's called the City Assisted Evacuation Plan. And uh, yeah, it's a public plan. Uh, all Evacuteer does is recruits, trains, and manages the faith-based groups, the neighborhood associations, and the individual citizens uh, who would like to participate uh, in helping that plan move, right? Uh, so that's all we do. I mean, the, we're not driving the buses. You know, we're not standing up to shelters uh, outside of the city. But I think there was an opportunity and a window in which, reflecting on 05, a lot of my friends who are natives, you know, they watched their city from a Super 8 in Hattiesburg. Right. Uh, or you know, somewhere else and said, what, what can I do? Uh, I, I like an evacuateer to be a very simple way uh, uh, to kind of pull your weight if you want to pre-event uh, and then uh, let's hope that we get people out. But tell me about uh, Dear World. Now you started out um, kind of a love letter in New Orleans. I saw all these pictures. Idea Village had a gr used you in a great way for their own marketing campaign. Um, people writing messages on their hands and their faces. But now you've taken it and wherever there's a, uh, you mentioned, uh, tell me how Joplin, Missouri is, because that's pretty recent, about a year ago. What, how did that well, work? Well, yeah, I mean, I, more than anything, like, I feel, I feel really blessed to have had a project that's had some success, and then uh, that all, I tell people, couldn't have happened anywhere other than New Orleans. Uh, you know, I don't think Dear, you know, Dear Cincinnati would have worked. <laughs> not, not, but I just feel like New Orleans has, we've, an entire community as a collective that goes through something where you nearly lose something you love. I mean, I feel like, you know, guys like Blake embody this idea that, you know, the, the city is as much of a family member as a, a son or a daughter or a brother or sister, right? So, um, but everyone has a story, right? New Orleans is not unique in that way that people uh, all have something that matters to them. So, uh, the, the logical progression for me of Dear New Orleans was to say, let's, let's use this, this little niche thing to build a foundation upon which can carry weight to, to other people's uh, 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 issues or values or things that matter to them. Now, now Pike, you're, you're going, you started out as the guy who uh, you know, created this marketplace. The marketplace itself is still is still the basis of this company. It's just that you're, we, we, we shouldn't think of you as the disaster footage and, and all of that uh, anymore. You're much bigger than that. The concept of news, anything, if you look at Twitter, you look at Facebook, I mean, from the highest levels, national, international level, all the way down to just a circle of five friends, it's a news update. And, um, you know, they're all different forms of news. And if it's, it's, it can be positive, it can be negative. 
Uh, the negative stuff really sells. I mean, you talk, you're talking about Michael Phelps right now. You have Prince Harry running around Las, right. Las Vegas. we've all um, done that. Right, and that's <laughs> the sneaky stuff that I, I catch a lot of heat for in, in terms of, uh, and, you know, facilitating, I guess, that content. But it's happening anyway, the reality. And what we're saying is that, I mean, the, what, what keeps me awake at night is the fact that people are getting heavily exploited for this stuff. I mean, it's not like, oh, you know, you, you lose something or it's a terrible thing that happens. But, you know, it's, it's something that should not happen. If you have a product, if you capture something on film that's of value and somebody's going to make money off of it, why shouldn't you get a cut? You know what I like I mean, in, on this show? And I bring people in. They all tend to know each other. You guys all? Yes. Yeah. No, we, we never met. I've never met Blake before. But, but uh, you knew Robert and... Yes. Yeah. yeah, I talked to Robert before several times. Well, let's see. Software, it's a, it is quite an entrepreneurial community here. Do you, you think people tend to help each other in this town? Well, yeah, I, that's something I've been saying since, since pre-storm, which was, and the fact that everyone in town who does anything knows everyone else. Well, it's a small town and everything, but anyone who does anything in this city knows everyone else who does stuff in this city because there's very few people who do things in this city. I mean, really, I mean, people who really sit down and get things done and do work like you would in New York and they kick butt, they still have a good time. There's only like a hundred of us. <laughs> so we all know each other. Everyone else is just kind of hanging out or they're a lawyer <laughs> suing and not suing each other and hanging out. Everyone downstairs is a lawyer hanging out. We're all up here making things happen, right? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Making things happen. Now, uh, <laughs> now, Robert, let me ask you, we, we talked about these are the folks making things happen. How do you spread the inspiration to the general population, though? Um, how, do you, how, do you, how do you keep that going? For people to get into being entrepreneurs? Yeah, or just yeah kind of general, you know, and that they can make a difference and that this is a great platform to work off of here in New Orleans. <sighs> it's, good. it's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, Blake and I have talked about this and, you know, a lot of my friends have talked about this is that the last, and, and I, I have to preface this with, I have benefited tremendously personally and professionally from the narrative of young, educated, moved to New Orleans, this kind of romantic story that I've t tremendously benefited from it personally. I think now in 2012, New Orleans needs to create an identity that we can actually hack it with, with other cities of our size and bigger, and I think we can, but it has to be independent of kind of the, you know, the, the, the stories of, of wonder that came out of, you know, some tragedy with the storm. I've read, I've, I've read some of those stories from national publications with a critical eye many times to say we're fortunate for these stories, but we need to not, you know, read our own. It's like reading your own, your own press and, right. and thinking right. you're, we got to be very careful that we're still trying to hack it with or without the kind of, uh, you know, many, many people, myself included, have just been fortunate for, to have a compelling kind of story, right? And, uh, I think that's a big, a big thing about New Orleans is we need to be able to move, move into a space where the most talented people are either staying here or coming here uh, uh, to do cool and amazing things, uh, regardless of what happened in 05. So we can keep the momentum, though. That's yeah. uh, um, well, I mean, I think that the, uh, the momentum that's going on around the city <coughs> with 
all these startups and, and folks coming to town is interesting because before, before, before the storm, before 2005, uh, I, was, I was involved with a, a group called New Breed New Orleans. We did these public forums around town and speaker series. And all the, all the folks, a lot of the folks I was meeting who were helping out with these forums who absolutely loved New Orleans, none of them were from New Orleans. None of them were natives. All the natives seemed to be very jaded. There was all this apathy before the storm. And these folks were from all over the United States, and they had visited New Orleans, fallen in love with it, and it's as if they were living in Ohio and realized that they were New Orleanian all along. And so people, but these people continued to move here. They'd come visit for Jazz Fest, and then they'd, you know, basically convert. They were NOLA converts, basically, to the city. And they absolutely loved the city. Now what I'm noticing is that people are coming still for that reason, but they're also coming because of the challenge, this idea of a city completely reinventing itself and, and trying to, at the same time while it's reinventing itself, trying to hold on to this authenticity that it has. And it's, a, and it's an amazing story. It's one of the, probably one of the greatest stories of the you know, 20th century. And, and you have all these folks moving to the city, willing to take on that challenge. So it's a mix of folks who are just New Orleanians who live in or Arizona who move here. And it's people who you know, may not have the exact personality that fits New Orleans. But what they do have is this willingness to build something on their own, take on the challenge of being in a city like this, and start something. And so I don't think there has to be, other than just keep the tax credits going and be creative with business incentives, I think we just have to keep being who we are and being authentic and, and not changing for anyone and at the same time being open to these new folks coming into town who want to try new things and start their own companies. Um, so I don't really know if there is a formula. I think anything that you try and do that's uh, really conscious breaks away from that idea of authenticity. I think it's just... We can, New Orleans continues to be what it is and continues to be great at what, it's, what it is, which is just complete openness, complete creativity. Anything goes. And, and then at the same time, that works within business as well. I mean, I think projects like yours are really interesting with, video pro with uh, videos and photography. Um, you know, it's a, it's a completely open, creative playground. Uh, and it always has been. That's why writers come here, and now it's because entrepreneurs come here. Um, it's also a really small community. It's an extremely supportive small community. And Pike, you, uh, you could, I th when I think of your business, I think you could do this anywhere. But you're from here, and but you've elected to stay. Right. Well, there's an interesting draw um, that Blake spoke very eloquently about, which is, I mean, it's New Orleans. It sells itself. Uh, very happy to be here. Wanted to be here. And in fact, um, initially, I went out to Austin to build out phase one development back in 2009. Uh, 2008, 2009, and that year I came back to New Orleans, and and um, it's certainly inspiring. There's definitely a lot of movement, a lot of uh, you know. There, there's a culture here of entrepreneurship that I I don't believe was here before, um, and it, it's exciting, but it can be better. For from my perspective, you know, there are a lot of great companies taking off, a lot of great initiatives. Um, but from the tech perspective, you know, there's a lot of conversation going on and there just needs to be the resources. So it's like you've got these venues that exist, these different incubators, the tax credit program, so on and so forth. There just needs to be a little electricity pumped into the city in terms of funding these uh, getting not not for me personally. But, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who I've made through just being an entrepreneur that are in the city and trying to do, you know, us us tech startup guys. We, we stick together. But. Um, and, and I've just been 
maniacally driven to make this happen in New Orleans. I want to do it here, and not, if why not here? Um, and when you mention what you're missing, do you think it's it's uh, we have, certainly have more venture capital than we had before, but you still we could use more on that side? Is it? Oh, uh, well, I'm not so sure. There there is some venture capital. There is some electricity coming from from out of state into into the city. That's helping out a lot. I mean, you've got the receivables exchange is obviously a, a rising star. You've got Audio Socket. But these are, you know, two two entities that were previously connected in other other realms and what they're doing a lot of that is it it's it's um be getting a lot more attention and and focus on new orleans startups uh which is great it's all very positive but you know there's a conversation going on that i think it can be the the, the first part the first phase you know getting the nation's attention and having people take us seriously and, and take a strong look at new orleans is great um and now there just has to be the follow-up, and I'm trying to be a part of that. Well, you are. You three are big reasons for all this. Uh, Robert Fogarty, uh, uh, Blake Haney, Pike Barkerding, you've inspiring, you're, you're inspiring guys to have lunch with, I'll tell you that. After uh, coming through the ordeal that was Hurricane Isaac, uh, that frankly saw New Orleans quite severely crippled for a week, it's encouraging to be reminded of why we live here. You guys are great examples of the fun, the art, and the entrepreneurial spirit that is uh, born out of this uniquely New Orleans life. Thanks for joining me on this special post-Hurricane Isaac edition of Out to Lunch. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, great, great guests. The, uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Robert Fogarty, founder of Deer World and Vacuteer.org. Blake Haney, founder of Dirty Coast and the co-founder of the Canary Collective. And Pike Barkerding, founder of Video.com. To find out more about Robert, Blake, Pike, and take a look at their work, uh, follow the links on our website. It's itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. And you can keep up with our continuing adventures in Crescent City Commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can sign up for our mailing list at itsneworleans.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. We're at It's New Orleans. To listen to past shows or to get this show as a podcast, go to wwno.org or itsneworleans.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO. For itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. Until we meet around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Raschuti, and thanks again for joining me on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc.